Yes, sir, we back at it. Homegrown Radio, Chuck Dizzle, DJ Head, live from the Fab Factory Studios. Man, I'm so excited for this conversation. Uh, definitely one of those ones, man. We gonna it's, this one about to be different. Come it's on, different. It's huh. Huh. Be different. Huh. The, 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 the company is good. The raps yeah. are rare. You know what yeah. I'm saying? The game is free. We got LaRusso checking in, brother. Honor. It's good. Nice the to be man. Made it through Vallejo. treacherous traffic. Man, All that treacherous traffic. Treacherous traffic. So you, so you've been mm. to a lot of places. Mm. Who has the worst traffic? L.A. For L.A. Certain. Okay, for, for sure. Certain. By far. Yeah. Because we had the mayor, Karen Bass. On. Shout out to the mayor. We had the mayor, Karen Bass, on the show, and we asked her about traffic. And she's like, yeah, we're going to be doing this and doing it. Yeah, but what you doing about the freeway, though, my <laughs> nigga? Be right. <laughs> That's hella funny. Y'all had the mayor on this bitch? Yeah, she was yeah. running. She was running, and she actually won. So yeah. Shout out to her. Wow. Yeah, man. She, she won le- after she, she came legit? on the show. Is she legit? Like, she a real, like, human, real? Yeah. Compa- Black like- woman. Ah. From the city. She from L.A. Wow. Yep. Yep. Incredible. Shout out to her. Yeah, man. Yeah. So you, you obviously a lot of people familiar with you. Some people getting to know you. Uh, I, I, what I'd like to see, or a, a lot of people know you as like the North Star for huh. like independent artists, and just just in general for people how to like build and maximize their brand. Was that always the the intent or the goal in mind when you first started up? No, never the intention, just the product. Gotcha, right, that yeah. was just the result of all the work we did, but it was never right uh, the intention to be the. Right, because I early starting off, like I wanted a deal too. <laughs> you feel me? Like, right, like every everyone wants to be signed and get a big deal. You feel me? So that wasn't the intention. That was just like a product of uh, me on my journey. Mm. Man, no, I I, th- I think that's interesting though, because like again, people look at you as that guy, as as that as that person, as that you know, as far as the company and building that brand. Um, is there? Since you're at that moment now, is there any pressure that kind of comes with that in terms of like making sure that you still like making sure people see that? Um, Not a real one. Right. One that we create in our mind sometimes for me, like one that I create mentally, but not a real one. I don't really have to do shit, but just do whatever I want to do. Right. And the people who resonate with it. That shit wins. Like sometimes I do really dope shit and people's like, oh, I'll fuck with that move, right? And I notice like with me, I just have to kind of live. I just got to do what I do, right? So there's not a real um weight to deliver, yeah. right? Except when I create one mentally and all these things that I have to do. And but none of that shit is like really existent. You just said, you just said when you first started, you wanted a deal. Like everybody, when did that go away? When did you um, when you like oh, fuck man. a deal? When, when when did that happen? Hmm. I think getting offered like that first deal. <laughs> oh, after you saw what it looked like. Right, right. Because right. right. I mean, I was I was heavily indie before I ever got offered anything, and I was at the I was at the tipping point of fuck a deal. I was like fuck a deal, but if the deal right, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you feel me? Which I'm still in. I'm like fuck a deal unless it makes sense, right? Nice unless it's right. But um, after getting that very first one. It was like, oh, these niggas hate us. <laughs> like, that's how I felt. Yeah. It was just like, oh, y'all just don't care, bro. It's like, no way, man. It's just no way. <laughs> I don't know what goes into how they factor the deals. And every time I ask, they can't explain it properly, right? Mm-hmm. Like, they'll say, oh, we're taking the financials from your current streaming and we're giving you a multiple of that. But it's like, 
well, yeah, that's streaming, but what about all the impact that I'm going to bring right. your company? What about all the artists you get to sign after because LaRussell was here and did his thing? What about all the rapport and cultural capital that you gained from partnering with me? Facts. Where's that money? <laughs> Niggas like, we only make money on streaming. <laughs> nah, it's like, no, you, you don't. So I always have right. this thing, and this is, this is something that I always, that I stood on and I preached a lot when I chose to leave the radio job and right. shit like that is you can't, put a value a monetary value on culture it, you can't monetize impact you can't monetize cultural cachet right. what do i mean to the people you know what i'm saying and what do i mean to the city what do i mean to the to the music what do i mean right. to the fans what do I, like if you got a proud to pay campaign going on right if you have a set your own price campaign going on and people are spending hundreds and thousands of dollars on your tickets your merch your brand streaming your shit they buying equity in your music how do you then take that? And it's not about the money that you're making from that. It's about mm -hmm. the impact that you're making. I always say that you can't put culture on a spreadsheet. And and right. it's all Ooh, of these. Come on. It's all of these people in these buildings who just be looking at these sheets. Trying all to that. crunch numbers. <laughs> Man, what are you doing? <laughs> Nigga, what are you doing? Right. Nigga trying here. to crunch numbers. So when so, <laughs> so when you when you when did you start to really understand that? Was it before that deal or once you got to see that deal, then you were like, oh, this is what they're doing? All of my uh, knowledge and experience about the in industry prior to getting deals was um, through third party, right? Through what someone else experienced or through reading a book and like, oh, shit, this is a thing. So my vision of it was skewed. I knew the industry was kind of crooked and, and, and off tick, but I didn't get the experience at firsthand to be like, Oh no, like uh, this is bad. Like I've seen some contracts that are bad. Yeah. It's like, bro, it's no way you fuck with me. It's, there's, 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 like, no, nah, for real. It's like, no. bro, there's no way you fuck with me. If you gonna make like, me like you trying to do business, but you don't fuck with me. I'm a I'm a product at this point. I'm a commodity, and I could tell by the deal. Right? You could see someone who fucks with you and someone who's like, I mean, if you make it, I'd like to be a part. You know, like you can see that in the difference in how the deals are structured. So then, when so then your mind state at that point is just full on, like, all right, we we out the we out the house with it, we out the trunk with it. It's all independent. And I remember you saying something about uh, allowing everybody to be a part of it, mm -hmm. like, because you don't ever want to be in the way of history, right? Right. You don't want to be that one family member <laughs> that's like. Right. Oh, LaRussell playing with that music shit again. <laughs> he doing that little, that little music. Yeah, right. he in there making them little beats and shit. Right. You don't, you don't want to be that guy right. and then see the flip of that, right? So at, at what point was the family on board? Was it immediate when you decided to go in on music? Or was it like... Because a lot of a lot of people have that story where their family member didn't believe in them. Their mom was like, get we right. a real job, all that kind of shit. When was the turning point for you or was it immediate? Man, with my family, it was... Um incremental incremental but always persistent right so like even when i was early making music like i wasn't great but my pop supplied me with the re resources to do it right wow. even though he knew so he like he could hear it he's like it ah, <laughs> ain't it right but he still supplied me with the things to be able to do it my songs was not great but my mama still rode around you feel me? Hey, this this my shit. You feel me? She still did that. But it was still like a um I just had to prove myself to gain all the support, right? 
Like once my pops in, oh, I dropped the album by myself. I'm buying equipment. It's shit shipping to the house. This is my own paper I'm spending now. I'm, I'm helping other. I'm investing in shit. When you see that, it's just easier to be on board, right? Early on, I just didn't give them enough to fully come on board, yeah. but they were always still aiding in some way, right? Supplying me with the things I need if if I did need it. How, how important was that though to kind of have that family support in the beginning? Because it's like I and we we deal with a lot of artists, and one of the things that they they tell us is like, damn, the family. They didn't believe. They didn't. They didn't support. And, and it stops a lot of people from even growing. Some people take that chip on their back and they, you know, do something with it. But a lot of times, it kind of stifles somebody's growth. So for you, like, I think um, the people who growth is stifles are the people who's able to be stifled. Right? Yeah. They're not willing to do what they need to do. My pop, my first show, me and my pop went half. Word. It was like, hey, it's gonna cost this much. I'm putting my paper up too. I'm I'm still paying for posters. So now, and now when he come around, oh, I'm gonna buy garments this run. Oh, I right, the next run, I'm finna buy garments. So I was already doing it. It's different when you just ask one day, hey, can you have time? And when it's like, well, I'm a I'm gonna figure out how to do it anyway, regardless, yeah. right? So, but it's like if you could do it with me, great. And there's been some moves that I'll run by my pops and he like, I don't know yet, all right? <laughs> and I just have to do it myself so he can see. He ain't in it. But the ones where he's like, I want to see this. I, I I know this is it. You feel me? He goes in with me. So I had to, I just had to prove it, right? Yeah. No one wants to invest blindly. Mm. And then it's like, bro, if you not even waking up every day to do what you need to do, the fuck you going to do with my paper? <laughs> you right. feel me? You, you, what the fuck you going to do with my paper? So you really just got to prove it. I always tell um, a lot of artists coming up and coming artists, I deal with a lot of them. They all come to me for advice and shit. And I was telling them what you just said. Like, if, if I don't, if, if, if you don't believe it, how the fuck is I gonna believe? It? <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? You don't. And I was telling like, if you in a car and that shit break down on the road and you pull over, a lot of people just put their flashers on, wait for help. Right. But if you get out and push that motherfucker by yourself, <laughs> niggas is pulling over to help you exactly. because they see you doing that, right? Exactly. So I feel like that's your story. That's that's my story. That's a lot of people's story. But a lot of these niggas just want handouts. They want the right. game to be given to them. They just want shit like that. Um, and I salute you for that. But I want to go back for a second. Uh, 2012 at mom's house, fucked up. Come on, becoming a father, and I'm stressed out. Stressed out. Got a baby coming. I'm still a baby, feeling like it's different. Okay, real life. Come on. So, in 2012, La Russell, was that when you quit your job, or was was that? Hell no, that's when I was. I was. I was working constantly. <laughs> that was the uh mo. That's where I kind of like took a break off releasing music and putting music, and I just start working like just working. start getting job and it's like I'm gonna work. What, what kind of jobs you had? My first job was with UPS. You was, you, was you a to, courier? You was dropping shit off? Or? I was. Yeah, I was dropping shit Do off. Y'all really be fucking with the packages, like. <laughs> hey, you know no, what's crazy? My shit show up fucked up. It's yeah, no way. So, so, bro, it don't be the drivers. It could be, it could be a slew of niggas who fucking your shit up, right? There's a whole line of niggas who could possibly fuck your shit up, right? It depends on what what site, but man, that shit was hella cool because I always got a place with a driver who had like um just great energy. And they kind of, I used to be on my breaks writing raps and shit. So they all kind of seen this early. Recently, I did a show at Empress and my old driver, I didn't even tell y'all this, my old driver was there and he was like, yo, you used to work me. And I was like, nigga. But he was like, nigga. You, like he seen you me as that young nigga, right? Just right. In, nigga, I used to run, drop off packages, get back in the truck. I'm riding shit while we, while we moving, you feel me? And I went from there, I went to FedEx. 
I was see so at FedEx at FedEx I was loading trailers. That's where I fucked this shit up on the early end, and then it ain't you know it might get might get on a different point. But yeah, I went there. I worked for uh, a winery in Napa, and then I did like temp work for a little while, and then I ended up in aerospace, and that was my last job. Okay, so I definitely want to talk about that because you low key smart. Like I'm high, high key smart. High key smart. <laughs> high key smart. Okay, and it's only okay. Do you know who Mark Rober is? Mm-mm. So Mark Rober is this YouTuber who worked. He worked. He used to work for NASA. Don't ask me why I know this. I was just about to say. I know. <laughs> of course he knows. <laughs> he used to work for NASA, and he has this popping fire ass YouTube channel, and he just does cool experiments and shit like that. Mm. He's the only other person I know that has ever left that industry to do some whole other creative <laughs> shit. Like usually people in aerospace right. and technology and, and SpaceX and all that, they stay over there. What the See, fuck? but they stay over there because it'd be their life dream. I ended up in aerospace gotcha. through just working. Gotcha. Not because I, I was like, man, I want to be in aerospace. They say because it's like they worked their whole life to get there. I was a nigga who found a good job through a temp agency and ended up working my way up. <laughs> you feel right, me? So right, it wasn't right. the same system. I got you. <laughs> okay. All right. That makes sense. So, right. I wasn't an aerospace nigga. I was a nigga in aerospace. It's a difference. <laughs> so when you, so that battery in your back, you've always had that from the time when you was fucked up and and you was going through these jobs, and then fast forward to I think you said 2018 mm-hmm. was when you left your job. 2019, 2019 is when yep. you left your job. Yeah. What was that conversation like with the family? Because at this point you're a father, right? And you have responsibility. And I remember you saying you took your check and went and bought equipment with it. Yeah. So there has to be some kind of conversation either with the mother or right. the somebody. family. Somebody so, got to so get the hands It up. was different ones, but <laughs> me, uh, me and Yaya were, we had a conversation and we was both in a position where we was like, nigga, I ain't trying to work. And it was like, bruh, I'm finna quit. I'm going to run this shit up if I quit. And she was like, I'm not trying to work either. So I'll quit if you quit. And we just decided. Oh, we both of y'all are knuckleheads. Right? <laughs> <laughs> same, dreamers, bro. Yeah. Dreamers. I'm a great salesman, too. But we both woke up and went into our jobs that morning. And I put my two-week notice and I left. When I got back, I got to the crib. And my mom was like, man, you all work today? And I was like, I quit. <laughs> right? And I don't, I don't think I, I don't even think my pops found out to probably like a week later or so. I didn't even tell him. I was just like, man, I'm finna get to work. And um, we it was tax time. So we had just got a tax refund. So it was like, all right, that's a little paper. And I found out I had a 401k. So I was like, okay, that's a little paper. You feel me? So, um. Man, it just shit just start aligning, right? I use every bit I had. And it's funny, probably about a week after I quit, I'm like, fuck. And I end up getting a call from Micah from Vivo. And he was like, yo, we want to fly you out to shoot this series. And I'm like, bruh, I if I was working, I wouldn't have been able to go to New York to take that opportunity, right? But since I've quit, I've had time just fucking what was that like end of 2021 with Corona? I had to go back and I start putting in applications and I went to a fucking job and I killed the interview and they was like, yo, we want to give you the job. And, um, I didn't take the job because I was like, I just wanted to make sure I still could. Ooh. Word. Right? Like I never wanted the job, but it was like, I just, I got to see where I'm at yeah. with it. And if I would have took that job, it would have been me giving up on myself, right? And I really had to put myself in that test. And after I didn't take it, and it was a good paying job, and it was just like, 
we in it. <laughs> oh, that's wild. So right. that, that's I love that you shared that because a lot of people think, oh, I just I had a rap dream and then they flew me out to Vivo and now worked. I'm on and like <laughs> hell no. Nah. That's how people think. But that's how that's how the average person right. thinks. They think it's just like that. But I appreciate you sharing that. Now, when you when you finally decided like, okay, I'm all in. I took my tax check. I went and bought all this equipment. I did the same thing, by the way. I went when I, I bought all this shit. Come right? on. So, um, thank when you, you I don't think I thanked you publicly. Oh, thank you, my nigga. Beautiful. You know what I'm saying? That yeah. was the greatest up, decision and investment yep. you made. So, when you go all in on yourself, I think that people don't understand what that does to you mm-hmm. mentally, emotionally. Right. That takes a toll on you because it's like, okay, it's nigga, I eat what I kill. Like, you got to hunt. Yeah. You got to hunt. Man, and that's what niggas don't understand. It's like, bro, a lot of niggas is like spoiled when it comes to the grind because they haven't had to hunt, right? Mm-hmm. Niggas just put it on their plate. And it's like, yeah, you come up off your home. It's like, it's put on your plate. When you got to go hunt, when it's like, hey, nigga, I don't know if I can pay you. I'm going to pay. I'm going to give you some bread next week. You feel me? When you got to hunt. It breeds a different type of character and energy. You feel mm-hmm. me? And it's a it's a type of character you need if you're gonna be um enormous. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Like you have to have a certain type of character because you gotta go hunt, bro. Is that is that a, a character trait for you that developed over time? Or is that something that's always been innate in you? Is that like a family trait of yours? Or is yeah, my my pops was a, a hunter. Mm. My pops would go that nigga work his regular job and on the weekend he's still working. 10, 16 hours out on the road hunting. You yeah. feel me? Like he was a hunter. He gonna bring home food. Like I never, I, I didn't, I didn't have to think Santa Claus was real, right. nigga. I knew my daddy when he got here. You God feel me? Right. You feel up. me? Yeah. He was a hunter. So I think uh, just me innately it was in me when it take me along. Like he was teaching me how to hunt early. Mm. You know, just being around it, being in it, being able to see and witness it, seeing somebody communicate with clientele. Yeah. You feel me? Like I, I just learned to hunt early. Crazy. Uh, but uh, no, I, I'm, I'm kind of interested in your thought process when things don't work, right? How do you, how do you know when it's time to pivot? And this, could, this is a blanket statement, just with anything, right? When things don't work out, how do you know when it's time to actually pivot versus like sticking through it and you know pursuing or, or being persistent with it? When it makes you pivot. I think it's like basketball. If you're on defense, you don't have to think like when it's time to pivot. When when it's that time, you pivot, right? When a certain move, it is like, nigga, you either get crossed over or you pivot, <laughs> right? So um, I don't really have to think about it much. I mean, I, 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 I use all of my senses. When something ain't working, it's like, all right, well, that didn't work. Let's just go do the next. You know, we're not, um, we don't get lucky, so we don't have to stick to one thing. Right. We didn't get lucky, so we don't have to just try to do one thing forever. It's like, nigga, I just do 100 different things and we'll see which one work. Right. We don't have to kind of stay in that that plight of survival because you relied on luck. It's it's not sustainable. Uh, You talked about being a hunter. I'm going to read something to you and I want you to I want you to dive into it for me. Come on. I released my first album in 2018. This will be my 23rd album. This run will be documented in history. Nigga. Legendary. That's like, I don't even know what average that. I'm not good at math. But, 
<laughs> somebody do the math. Somebody do the math. It's enormous. <laughs> that nigga like, but ask me about an aqueduct. <laughs> but ask me about an aqueduct, nigga. I can tell you about that shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? Man. But I feel like. And I dropped the first one in 2018. So look, here's the thing. Well, number first of all, congrats. <laughs> Second of all, on a on a major system, there would be no way. I don't think there's major artists who got 20, 20 no, albums. Niggas got their whole careers and don't get don't don't get twenty three. And, and people look at people like the baby, right? The baby had come twice a year. I think one year he dropped three in one year yep. at some point. But that's like a lot right. for for a right. major artist. Right. You know what I mean? For a major label artist. But being that you flexible, you nimble, you independent. You can do, you can flood and do that. Do you think that, this is what I want to ask you about it. Uh, well, one, explain, is that strategy or is that just you doing what you want to do? Both. Both. Um, mostly me doing what I want to do. I have it. Why not? Let it go. <laughs> Why not? I got it, right? It's here, it's done. Why not? And uh, it's property. you rather own one house or 20. <laughs> I want to get rent from 20 places. If I got a choice... And if the choice is just me releasing something mm. through D that costs me nothing to do, and I can start making rent every month off of it and feed my family and my homies, that's an easy call. Easy call. That's an easy call. What are we talking about? <laughs> right? That's an easy call for me. Um, and I just love it. I got hell of it. It's like, bro, that's the one thing we do. We make a shit ton of music and we just sharing it. There's no um, I don't think there's any loss to it. All right. <laughs> so, do you, so okay, so but but the traditional sense of releasing music is like, oh, you drop a single, then you have a rollout, and, right. you, and most people rollouts are trash. But <laughs> you drop a single, right. have a rollout, and then there's you work that record, and then you build up to this hype of releasing the album, and then right. it's like this whole drawn out process. But the attention span now, I feel like, causes for the turnover rate is so like we'll live with an album for a week, and people will be like, oh, this, the next? this is either trash or it's classic. Yeah. Like there's no in between no more. It's like. Oh, that that right. so album is classic. Oh, this so so album is trash, and it'd be like, right. and the people just move on with their life because man. And to me, I feel like that benefits the artist because you could always come new. You get another chance every time. It's like, like yeah, your last shit was trash. That don't mean do ten more, nigga. You gonna get better. But if you wait two fucking years to do another and you drop some trash, it's like ah, you washed now. Yeah. You what? Like it's two years later and you still at because you're not doing it enough. You're not getting your reps in. Like I feel like this is how it should be, bro. It's like we making a lot of this shit. Why would we not share it? I always say that. I always say that. Um, I was telling my little homie yesterday, like if you the sauce, you can afford to give it out. Mm -hmm. If you like, if you if you really that nigga, if you really the sauce, if you making them, I mean, if you write songs, <laughs> it ain't nothing to so, get ten songs. So to the niggas that's not really writing their own records, a little bit tougher. You gotta, <laughs> you gotta, you gotta wait on niggas. Right, right, right. You gotta wait on niggas. You gotta, you everything is out of your control, and that's the thing with being with a label. Some of these label artists have a hundred songs, they can't do shit. Cause they don't own shit. Mm. You don't even get the you can't do shit. They got the songs. They can't do shit. You feel me? So um, yeah, the, the system is stifling. Unless you get in one of those situations like a young boy or Kodak, where yeah. it's like, all right, these are your albums, but we're gonna let you do this too, because we know you need to get them off, then you win. It's advantages and the blueprint works. NBA Young Boy is one of the most successful. Why? He drops so much. so much. He gives you so many opportunities to become a fan. 
while the other nigga on the label give you 10. Damn. You gave me 10 <laughs> opportunities to become a fan of you, and you made all those songs a year ago. Wow. Ain't no way you finna make it, nigga. <laughs> like, you feel me? Like, you, you're, you're lowering your opportunity to win. Yeah. Now, when you do, because somebody gonna offer you something, or a partnership, that makes sense for you and your team. So when you do do that, is that is that high on the list of things that you're demanding that I'll be able to release like I'm releasing now? So we've done that. I've had several partnerships to this point, and that's exactly what they are. It's literally people like, I love what you do. I'm going to just let you do what you do, and I, I want a percentage of it. Let me, let me get in where I fit in. And it's been the most beautiful and liberating thing because... Um, they only win. Like me and me and Russ started our partnership. So we have a partnership for one project, right? We started that um about a year ago, right? If I would have dropped the project with him when we first did it, it would have did meh. I just blew myself up. So now when I drop, it's like, bro, I'm a hundred times bigger than when we did that. Now when I drop, you got a way greater runway to collect back on your investment, right? It changes everything. Do you have people that are within the system of the structure like that are in agreement with what you're saying? Like execs, you know, people at these labels that, that hear you out and like, damn, like, I hear you. I understand. And, and if so, are those conversations of possibly changing how the system works? Because you do have good people in fucked up situations as well. Yeah, man, we, we meet people that get it sometimes and they understand it and they're like, this is incredible. But they work for a nigga. That, you can't, they can't do shit. <laughs> they can go ask their boss if it's okay if they help, but they got to get a yes or no to help. You feel me? So it's not really, um, it doesn't really benefit much. It's just like, man, I'm glad you get it. <laughs> Thanks. Right? But it's like, it's not really fully of benefit because they work for someone. It's not like they're um, making the decisions and the calls. And that's something that I've learned as I've grown. Like now, the conversations that I have it's different. I get to speak to the owners of the company. So things move a lot faster. The process is there. It flows different. Like when we have to go through the middle and the A&R, and I think everybody is important and valuable, but when it gets to a certain point, it's like, there's a reason people say, let me talk to your manager. You're not equipped to handle the conversation I'm trying to have, nigga. Give me the nigga who can, you feel me? There's a reason people say that shit and that exists in every field. Let me talk to your manager. <laughs> do you come on out? Do you have you okay. So let me ask you this. If in when it comes to your company, let's say uh somebody wants to do a joint venture with your label, right? Your company as a as a whole. So that's not just La Russell. That's Pops, Moms, the homies, like to everybody, right? Right. What does that look like? Is that like y'all huddle together and figure out is this worth the company doing it? Is there do you get final say? Because that would be kind of the same thing, the same structure as you describing in the label, right? Um, yeah, but not really. It's always been my say. Like, um, I started my company before I had anyone a part of it, right? And my company has always been based off like my tastes and desires. Like, hey, this is what I wanna really wanna do. And the people around me have always just rallied to make that happen. And I think that still exists. Like everyone trusts me to run the company that I started as is. So sometimes like 
Now, of course, I have more people. So there are things I take back where I'm like, what do you think about this? But ultimately, everybody respects my decision as to say I'm going to everyone knows I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want to do. Right. But everybody backs and support that, knowing that I'm going to do what I feel like is best for the situation in my life, because I established this company as a byproduct of me living. You feel me? But isn't that the same structure as the label where one of them have to come to you and ask if it's a yes or a no? Right. That's different because if someone's proposing to do a deal with good company, they would be speaking to me. Got you. They wouldn't be speaking to whoever's pressing merch. You feel me? Like that. That's a different role. Got you. I get that. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> um, how does how does how do you, well? First of all, when it comes to the merch, because you moving units. Okay, I'll be seeing the videos. And it looked like FedEx or UPS. Come on! And your mom loading the back of the thing, and just it 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 looked I don't it looked crazy. Right. <laughs> it looked crazy because it just it's like it's kind of like the role reverse a little bit. Like you know how because because I remember like my mom would pull up and she would just open the trunk and be like, "Go get all the groceries." Right. And you was like, "Fuck! I'm in the I can't pause the game." I'm sitting in my mama. Go get all the groceries. <laughs> Like, That's yeah, hella funny, mm -hmm. right? <laughs> she gotta work now. The role, the yeah. role reverse. Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> My you, finger hurts. You standing there with the camera. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's different. It's different. I love oh, it. Right. That's different. Right. My mama beat my ass. Right. <laughs> but, Man, my mama the realest nigga alive. Love and it. my mama lives a a a, a soft life. <laughs> you feel me? My mama get to live a soft life. Yeah. She she chills. She get a smoker weed. She ain't got to worry about nothing. Love it. So when she got to load up the van, that, that ain't nothing. That ain't that, nothing. That's light work. That's she lives that's a soft it. life. <laughs> Talk about building that team, and I think that's very important too, man. Just with building with what you have. A lot of people always look at, oh, I have to get this and this person or this situation, man, whatever. And, and you really constructing your team with what you have and, and kind of blowing that up. And, and one thing that I love about you is that you you make sure that everybody's acknowledged. And I think that's very important because that creates high morale within a team. And it makes people want to work hard as well. And of right. course, pay, people get paid and all that. But it's like, I like you. I like what you represent. You know what I'm saying? And it right. makes them want to come to work and work hard every day because you, you know, kind of create that atmosphere. Right. And it's because like how it's been through this whole journey is like, I only work with people that I want to work with. Right. Versus like, a Pepsi, where if you work for Pepsi, the nigga who owns Pepsi don't even know you exist. Like, you could have a nigga who you hate and you work for, you feel me? But in my company, if I don't like you or enjoy what you do, you just can't work here, right? It's not, it doesn't exist. So, of, I, of course I'm acknowledging niggas because it's like, this is my actual nigga. I'll fuck with them. That's why they're here, you know? Like, it just, be, it comes natural. Everyone who's around me just, you're going to end up in a rap or you're going to end up in a video or something, right? You you just in the in the, in the the area. We making it happen. I want to know the last time, obviously not going to say no names, but the, the last time you had to fire somebody, right? Is that is that a situation where you call them up? Like, how does that happen? Like, when, when LaRussell has to fire somebody, it lets you go, right? What does that look what like? Is, what does that look like? Um, It could be a text. It could be a conversation. It depends on what state I'm in. And, and how much energy I want to give into it. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's it. Um, yeah. Do you, what about, all right, I'm going to skip that. Uh, I want to talk about, I want to talk about. <laughs> like, what's your favorite aqueduct? <laughs> no, I want to talk about subscriptions. Because in. Like two, monthly subscriptions? In, yes. Listen, okay. so in 2000, 
damn, I, I think I think it had to be like 2011, 10-ish. Mm. I told my big homie, I said, bro, the world, the whole world going to be subscription-based. Mm. And he was like, what you mean? I said, bro, I got Netflix. And he was like, what you mean? I was like, bro, I could just pay one fee. I could watch whatever I want. Then you get the Spotify's, and you get the Apple Music, you get Tidal, mm -hmm. you get all it. Then it boom, boom, boom. Come now on. you then you get subscription groceries now mm -hmm. and all kind of shit. Uber, right? Subscription music. I've been telling people is like mm -hmm. that's like it makes sense to me. Right. Whereas you don't fight the system streams, you don't fight the system on like there's certain things that you okay with as an independent artist. It's like right. well, I'm eating the lion's share of what what I eat is what I kill, right? But at the same time, a lot of people fight against the system. Streaming is wrong. You got the Taylor Swifts of the world who pull all they shit off mm -hmm. and fight the, you know, the streaming world and whatnot. But I don't think you could fight the subscription model. And I want you to talk about what you're doing with the gold, was a gold yeah. card. Yep. With the gold card, because I feel like that should have been something that artists were. Uh, <clears throat> and I talked about this in 2016 when they were doing um when they were doing tickets for these festivals when festivals mm -hmm. really started taking over the concert world right i'm like well if i why don't i just pay a flat rate and i can go to all y'all shit you know what i mean i don't know where you can where, where your head was at so man that would be crazy if you can get an all fest pass like a multi-fest pass but that's what the go card is you can come to any good company vendor show that we throw for free once you get the go card like that's an all access show pass and then, so, but I'm saying, where'd, where'd you come up with, like, did you just have that idea and you um, just waited to implement it? Or? Man, there was a pocket just, like, a few months straight where the, it was just, it was the stock. And then it was go, go and it was, but it was just like, nigga, I was on fire. <laughs> I just, like, they kept coming, bro, and, um. Ideas. Ideas, right? And it's because, like, one led to another, right? Like, with Proud to Pay, when I first started Proud to Pay, it was uh, completely Proud to Pay, whatever you want, at the door, zoo, zoo, zoo. So we start, did a few. We did a few shows, and I'm like, damn, I'm spending 10000 to throw a show, and niggas are hitting me with a dollar after dough. So it's like, damn, I got to figure out a way to be able to mitigate it. So I'm like, all right, since some people give me a dollar and some people give me a hundred, let's make the shows offer-based. Now I could dictate how many $1 I take, right? Because I can only take so many losses in a night because I have overhead costs. So that allowed me to mitigate it. So it went from proud to pay to offer base, which is like, this is still proud to pay. You still determine what it's worth to you. But I get a choice in saying how much my effort and energy is worth as well, right? Because it's like, if I do all this, I should determine what my time, my family, my safety, all of that is worth as well. Sometimes it's not just a dollar. Sometimes it's like, nah, I really had to do a lot. I need a little more. You can get me on the next one, though. I'll let you get in for a dollar. But having that opportunity and choice. And now we have the only show in the world. Like, if J. Cole comes to town and the ticket is $200 and you got $195, you're not going. If LaRussell comes to town and you only got $195 and the ticket $200, you're going. If LaRussell comes and you only got a dollar and the ticket $200, you might be going. Right. You feel me? So we we was able to alter the landscape. So now it's like, yeah, I can't honor every dollar, but I can honor some, which is better than none. <laughs> I think that's so creative, but I also think that takes a lot of manpower as far as like the vetting and the filter filtration and now we built a tech. That's the that's the power of technology. You don't have to do nothing. <laughs> oh, you yeah, seem, like, so you seem you... like a person that, that is very careful about give, giving your energy away. So I I I, I love the fact that you like 
No, I'm going to utilize. Yeah, because you have to prepare because like we did backyard shows and it's like, I can't bring you up in here for a dollar on this one, bro. Sorry. You can catch me when, right? It's like, sorry for this one, unfortunately. You can catch me when I'm out in a bigger venue. I, that's easy. But into my home, there's a lot more. I, I just can't, right? I'm going to feed you. I'm going to, I'm written porta potty so you're comfortable. I, you got to, you got to help me out. <laughs> you got to, you got to help me a little bit more. But an album is like, bro, you can pay your dollar. You can pay 50 cent. I don't even care, bro. It's just, I'm, I'm honored to share it. But it just depends on what goes into it. But yeah, it, it really opened the door. And man, we did a show in LA and somebody got in with a dollar and it just was like, bro, it was life changing for him. You feel me? Like that, that, that meant the world to him. It meant everything. So having that ability, right? Cause there's going to be to a point where I'm in arenas. And usually when an artist is in an arena, the cheapest ticket is $150. But we created a system where you might be able to get in with 50 or 60 this time. You never going to get to do that nowhere else. There's no loss to this, right? But then you also, going back to what you said, um, I think you, you said it on, um, shout out to EYL, shout out to Troy and, and, um, and Rashad, but there are systems in place that prevent you from doing that in certain venues and shit like that. Man, they're and, crazy. Like, and the venues, man. They're, oh, they're I know. We, we come You from know that. what I'm learning, though? Every industry is the same. It's just a different product. The way the music business is ran, they run the ticket business like that, too. Wow. Facts. The product, all, all this shit, the film bit, they're all ran very similar, because most of them are ran by similar companies or a nigga who left the company and started their own, right? They all have the same business model. And, and like, as we grow and we expand into different sides of business, we're learning, like, nigga, this deal look just like the record deal. <laughs> I know what this look like. <laughs> right. Yeah. The, I, I want to talk about the Russell the father, right? The, the Russell the father, man. I, I'm a father myself, man. And, and just dealing with how to balance your time with the kid and with work and things. What, what advice, what dad advice would you give to all the other fathers out there that are, you know, working, but at the same time trying to balance that time with their kid? Just do your best and share, right? Be transparent about, like, what you do and do your best. Like, my daughter knows what I do. Does she think you're cool? Um, I, I, I would believe so. Okay. I would believe so. I think she has pretty, she has pretty cool parents, right? So she's, she's really in a different situation growing up. Like, she gets to really cultivate her own life. She makes a lot of her own decisions, right? And, um... Yeah, I mean, you just you can only do your best and be transparent. Like, and and that's the thing is like, men as humans, you can't lean too hard either way. Like, when I try to go too hard into the side of like building my family and being this specific person, like I start getting depressed because I'm not doing also my passion and cultivating the life that I want. And when I lean too far on this side, I start feeling the way like, oh, man, I'm neglecting my family and missing. So it's like you really just have to do your best and be OK with that. Right. Because that's all you could do. Is it about balance, though? Like I just got this. My spiritual advisor told me to get this book called Balance from Pastor Tory Roberts. And mm -hmm. it talks about what you're saying as far as leaning too far this way, leaning too far that way. And I know for me, I'm all the way over here. I don't have a kid. I don't have a girl. I don't mm -hmm. even entertain that shit. I'm all gas. Right. But I'm starting to understand, like, he chose to go all family. And then, mm -hmm. and, and it's kind of like a, it's a real balancing act, I guess is what right? I'm trying to say. But being where you're at, where it's all hands on deck at all times, do you feel like it's always going to be like that? Or do you feel like you'll probably have some breathing room? Or I think, uh, well, my thing is, like, there's going to be a point to where 
all I have is time for like family and what I do. And I know that. Right. And that's the point that I'm working towards was like, nah, I don't have to do absolutely nothing. I'm going to just go sit at the park and we're going to play and chill. Right. But uh, on the road to that journey. Right. It is bad. And the thing about balance is like. Balance is never steel. Balance is just this the whole way instead of this, right? But balance is never steel. So no matter what, it's going to always be that same thing, just at lesser degrees. Right now, I'm at extreme degrees. My seesaw like, pat, 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 right? But as you go, you start to, you know, and then it's like, but it's just never steel. It's always that act, right? It's a balancing act. That's crazy. I'm, I don't see how y'all do it, honestly. But no, I, t I literally took a break, like... <clears throat> Just because I didn't want to miss those early moments, you know, they always tell you with your kids, like, you, you're never going to get these moments back. My son is about to be five, and I got another one on the way, so it's like, I feel like with the second one, I'm a little more prepared mentally and kind of how to deal with it financially as well, but the first one, I'm just like, okay, I'm stopping Man. everything. Like, I'm, of course, I'm still going to work, still, you know, pursue the homegrown shit, what we do, build our platform, but I'm spending more time just, I don't want to miss those moments. See, know? and I was opposite. I had a child coming straight out of high school, right? So that energy didn't exist in me at all. Got it. It was just like, it was, it felt burdensome at that age and that level. It was like, damn. I can't go yeah. out. I can't. What the fuck I'm going to do? No, I was able to do all those things, but still with the energy and pressure, like, bro, I have a kid. I have to figure out what the fuck I'm going to do, right? So it, it still becomes a, and I just wasn't prepared or ready, right? I didn't even have the emotional capacity to raise a child. I still barely, like, I have more now, but still uh, trying to gain emotional capacity to be a better father. And I feel like I've gotten to a point now where it's like, bruh, this is crazy, right? I've never experienced, right? This is, she gets a different experience of me as a human, but it's still like, it takes a lot, right? And when you having it as a teenager, like, none of that shit is present. You know, I mean, there's probably some teens who's like, oh man, I'm finna have a right. kid at 17. This is the greatest <laughs> thing in my life, right? But you seldomly right. find people who have that. Hell so no. for me, that didn't kick in. Like, I didn't really start like really valuing um, and accepting like what, what fatherhood is and how dope and beautiful it is to nourish with another being until like re probably like recent, like past three years where it's like, bruh, this is a, this is a real thing. Right. And even still, I still have moments where it's like uh, uh, a thing that I have to grasp, like, fuck. What was that me? first moment that you realized like, okay, it could, it's a beautiful thing. Cause you're right. Like, even even when I, mean, and I had, you know, with him a little older, right? But there were still moments where I'm like, fuck, how am I going to do this, right? <laughs> right? Even with everything that I had going on, I still had those fuck moments. But for you, when when did you, like, when you grasped those moments, when was that, what was one of those things that you were like, oh, damn, this is kind of dope? Um, I had took mushrooms in 2018 <laughs> before um, I, I had a big show coming. I had took mushrooms and... um. I was in the front yard and uh Well how'd yeah. you do it? It was a chocolate tea. No, actual mushroom. Like I really you just took ate the mushroom. mushroom. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. Right. No microdose, nothing. And I was in the front yard and see I came out and it was just like the uh craziest feeling, right? Because with mushrooms you have a deep connection with everything, but your connection with like something that is you and of you, like a child is it's like a whoa shit. Like you're like everything you a lot of what you know and learn and experience in this world is going to be derived and based on how I treat you and navigate you, right? And that was like a defining moment. And in that same day, 
I felt like I was going to die at one point. <laughs> wow. And I had to like, that feeling was like, damn, did I do what the fuck I needed to do? Right. And I didn't feel the, the best about dying, but I was also accepting like, damn, I'm finna fucking die, you know? And um, just all of that shit kind of, from there, it just I just start growing in different directions as a as a person. You feel me? So this is a this is a hallucination, or is this? No, this was real life. So you took the mushrooms the day she was born? No, 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 no. no. She was on. This is this is. No, she was already like six or seven. No, this is this was in 2018. She was born in 2012. Got you. Okay. Okay. All right. Cause I'm like, wait, I totally missed that shit. I was like, wait, yeah, what? cause you asked when was the moment yeah, that it was oh, like, okay, hey, this yeah. is, and that was, I feel like that was one of those defining moments that is just like, damn. Right? How do you get through? Or go ahead. And I was gonna say, what do you think your superpower as a dad is? Like, what's that thing that she knows? You know, only she can come to you for. Um, reality. Real shit. I don't. I don't. I don't kilter much. I don't speak to her like a child. Like we talk, how like how people do that. I don't do that shit, and I speak as myself. She sees me be very authentic with everyone around me. Like I don't, I don't switch my tone or how I speak or my delivery. I don't not say certain stuff because she's like, she just kind of gets to see someone live very authentically and it's, and it's openly. She gets to see me give and, and contribute. She she sees me communicate. She just gets to. It's a blueprint, right? That's the advantage of having a parent or anybody, a guardian, whatever. You just you have a blueprint, right? And you get to pick what pieces of that blueprint benefit you and that you enjoy. Now, I, lo I love that's that. fire, yeah, bro. No, because that's that, honestly that's one thing that I'm working on. Like I, I as a he's again going on five now, but I never baby talked him. But I still there's certain things that I still shelter him. Like sometimes when it comes to the music, I'm like. Okay, we we ain't gonna listen to this, but it's like his, he's his gonna son listen to, He's gonna listen to it at some point. I'll be in the car. It be my shit. Yeah, <laughs> his, son his son like like Tiger and shit. Hey Amen. You know what I'm saying? Like, but I go through those moments where like I understand that, not I, I I I envy that because those are some you know dad advice that people told me earlier. Like, look, don't baby these niggas, man. Like, bro, just give them the just reality. pour into them. Yeah. Like, and I'm happy. Like my mom didn't. Like my pops, uh, she said my father used to be like, don't play that shit around them. But my mom had two short on. Like, nigga, the whisper song. Wait till you see my, my dick. dick. <laughs> like, but that all of that shit shaped Fact, me. Yeah. When you hear certain songs from me, that's because I had influence. It shaped me. I'm I'm still a, a decent human. Yeah, you feel me? It's like, like it's seasoning. It's seasoning, bro. It's like you down, you like people I mean? are going to pull and take what they need to, right? If your if your kid is singing all these songs that just cuss words and all that shit, and they just badass kids, like it's not the music, nigga. Right. It's never. It's never. The, it's not the, the music. Ain't the reason these kids is is acting. And a kid is never bad. A kid is a reflection. Right. Whatever is happening in the surrounding and going on, that's what the kid looks and acts like all the time. Right. So it's not they bad. That's that's a reflection of that. It ain't DMX. <laughs> it ain't DMX, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. How does how does the Russell deal with the with the low times? Because we see the high times. We see you at the shows. We see you talking shit. We see you popping your shit on the Internet. How do you deal with the low times? I know you quit therapy. Right. <laughs> but like how do you what do you what's I didn't your... quit, I'm on a break. Okay. On a break. <laughs> so how long is your break from therapy? Right. You're on a sabbatical from, from right. therapy. Right. <laughs> but how do you um, deal? How do you what's your what's your mental stress reliever? What's your go to thing? Like I like to ride my bike. Okay. I like to hoop. I like to jog. 
I like to smoke weed. I cry. Uh, I write. I work. <laughs> act, talk to the homies. So you stay, you keep yourself. Yeah, and, and I sit like, uh, I like go in the backyard and sit and chill. Or sometimes I just sit in the room. I sit often. I just grab. Still. Yeah, I fuck with grass. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I be I be sick. I got these nice yoga mats at the house, man, and it's just it's just a great thing. But um, I'll read. It just depends on on where I'm at in the journey. But I'm always uh, like I said, I'm I'm an extremist, so I'm always really high and really low. It just it's a constant one of these, and we working to just get it here. But for me, I'm I I just kind of go through it, right? I live through it. So the people that are closest to you, from the team to family, when you're you going through those extreme moments, do they know, hey, just leave them alone, we'll highlight them at a certain time, or it's like, nah, we gotta, we gotta handle this business, hey, we gonna pull, you know, pull you, call you, talk to you, figure, figure it out until things get right. It's both. Okay. It's both. Um, they're willing to leave me alone and give me space, but it's also like, what's up? What we gotta do, right? Because life still goes, what we gotta do. But it's also a lot of nurturing, like my homies giving me books. Or bring bring smoothies or buy like just it's just constant nurturing right from every angle we all kind of pour into one another. <clears throat> I love books. What's your favorite? What's a couple of your favorite? Man, I love Jason Wilson's Battle Cry, Sad Guru Inner Engineer, Sad Guru Karma, um, Eckhart Tolle, uh, New Earth, Power of Now, of course. My book, Limitless. Shouts out. Uh, one of I, I love that book. <laughs> um, uh. Um Swami, a million. Th I like everything by Um Swami. Actually, man, that man got like 30, 40. He dropped books like I dropped music, and that's like a goal that I'm trying to get to too. I'm gonna be on that wave. But yeah, them some of my uh I love them. Them some of my dogs. Do you are you a reader or are you like audio? I, I'm an audio book. I like to read. I gotta fill it and, and turn the pages. Uh, yeah. And yeah, I need if I'm doing audio, I would be think I'll be all in a whole nother place. <laughs> See, that's how I am with physical books. Mm. I can't concentrate enough to do physical, but I listen to so much audio like podcasts and all kind of shit so I could just put it on while I be doing audio too like uh sometimes in the morning I used to like I'll just listen to like speeches of like Steve Jobs and Tim Cook and Sad Guru just whoever I'm in that in that state of I just listen to them kind of talk their interviews and shit so I do audio too when is the last time you turned a, a, a loss into a lesson every day <laughs> <laughs> every single day it's always every day uh along this journey like um you lose a lot i've lost a lot um just um through being human and 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 kind of maneuvering through life and uh every day every loss is a lesson right everything that life ha every win is a lesson everything that life hands you is a lesson so uh that's not even really too many. Well, I, I know one of the, the last L that you kind of took was taking the wrong freeway. You know what I'm saying? And figure it now, nigga. Now you know how and to that's the thing. LA. We got back on the freeway <laughs> and start going south. It was like, oh, it's different. And it was all tote fault. Fact. <laughs> Fact. Uh, is, is there any pushback, or had there been any pushback that you got from the city? You know what I'm saying? Since obviously with with what you do at the, the at home, throwing shows, throwing shows at home, like obviously now it's it's more. You know, people Man, people rock with it more. The city fuck with me. Word. Like the city, 
bro, I, I'm going to walk the waterfront. And the, the niggas who clean up, like the truck, the ones who drive the truck will be working. Hey, Damn. you feel me? Like wherever I'm, nigga, the garbage man, <laughs> the, the UPS man, my city fuck with me. Even for like as, as things were progressing, like early on, no noise. I remember releases. giving my first album to our UPS driver. Nigga, this is how crazy it is. I say our UPS driver. Like we got a specific <laughs> nigga that we be fucking, but it's a few now that we really fuck with. But this specific one, Used to do our route. I gave my first album. He came back probably about three weeks later and was like, this nigga stopped the truck and hopped out and was like, nigga, <laughs> what was that? You feel me? And it just, like, we grow bonds with everyone. The post off, like, everyone, everywhere we go, we kind of grow and establish bonds so the city fuck with us. The only reason why I ask is because I've worked, worked for the city of Carson for a long time, right? And I just know sometimes how... You got that city worker look. I do. I've <laughs> been held that job down for a while. You know what I'm saying? But they had they had a lot of BS, you know, noise, noise compliance, all mm. type of stuff that they would like. You just had, you would have to know people to know people to kind of like backdoor some stuff. I live, I live on the block. You feel me? So it's really like, and I've been there for a long time. Niggas already know, and everybody on the block kind of had a moments where they part like, I the next door neighbors, my niggas next door, come on. They be slapping, they be having the whole mariachi band outside, so it's like, it's good. It's like, bro, we gonna let you rock, let us rock too. Gotcha. Do you ever have a problem with people just driving by, taking pictures of the house, pulling up unannounced? Nah, we've we've had we've had a couple people pull up unannounced, but it's always like it's always light work. It's a it's a conversation away. It's like, bro, I'm gonna rock with you, but listen. Don't come back. <laughs> don't, don't do you feel me? But it's like uh, it's always love. It's always so much love when people do it. It's like a um, it's such a thing now that some people just like I have to see it. Like I just gotta feel. I gotta know what this is. You feel me? It's just built that type of energy, and you can't really knock a nigga for feeling that, right? We don't get to feel that a lot in life. Is there is there a, a wild fan interaction that you've had that it even kind of caught you off guard? Like somebody it's sneaking love, in the house, but it's like, yo, this is different. Like. This, Has this, there been? We got know, some. We got. got hey, right. Got we of, got some interesting fans. We have some very um, strong energy fans, right? But it's all. It's that energy. It's that like. It's love, and it's so. It's like, bro, they just blown away. They never got the experience. We have people who came to shows who are now like extended family. Like we hit, hey, bro, what you want? Hey, pull up. Like you know, they become extended family. So just naturally, they feel different about me. Like my fans really feel different about me. It, it, it's war. <laughs> you feel me? <laughs> did you did you think that like again starting off and kind of building this? Did you did you ever anticipate that this is what it would become to be? Uh, 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 you know who you are. You know what I'm saying. Obviously, it's it's who you are, but I'm saying like in terms of like people really embracing you and people fucking with you like that. Like I always thought I was gonna be gigantic. Um, I I knew I was gonna be. I knew I was gonna make it, but I thought it would be in the Drake format, <laughs> right? But but it's like it's 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 taking like a, a t tale of its own. Like now I'm like, bro, I'm gonna be a superstar, but it's gonna be a different way. I may not have 400 top 100 hits. But I'm still a superstar and niggas love me and revere me still in the same way. Right. So I just I man, and it's beautiful. I get to really be me. Right. I don't really wear no mask. I don't every every me, the nigga you meet in the parking lot and wherever I'm, I'm, I'm me. I don't have to wear no mask or like I don't have no nothing. Right. This is how I speak 
Everywhere I go, it's just say you get the same me. You always smiling, and even when I met you in, and I, when I met you in Atlanta, like it was you just smiling, hanging out by yourself, had your Crocs. <laughs> when's the last time a Russell got pissed the fuck off? I don't think I have anger as an emotion anymore. Do I? She's yeah, like, hey, I'd be yeah. angry. So it's not so it's not an anger. Yeah, it's not an yeah, hourly. yeah. I have a different. I show my. Uh, I show it differently, right? Yeah. So I don't really get pissed off in that manner to where I'm like, it. T it would take a lot just because uh, it takes too much energy out of me. Like that's the type of energy I use for shows. I can't use it because I'm mad. You feel me? Like it just takes. Somebody cut you draining. off or take your parking spot. Yeah, I'm or... not. I'm, man. And she, bro, I be telling her, can I, <laughs> bro, like, you know, like, she a hunk, right? Uh, and I be like, bro. Don't hunk. I be like, bro, you not going to have to take care of it. You feel me? And it's like, no one wants to experience everything that has to come from a situation behind a hunk. Fact. I know how I feel when a nigga hunk at me. <laughs> so I know if I'm a sane Nigga, internally, imagine when you run into a nigga who ain't got it all there and you honking and now the nigga feeling the way and it's like, we out here shooting at each other over a honk. Well, <laughs> you know, I always worry about niggas like you because, um, just because like, for instance, you do a lot, like you said, it's expended energy, right? So you do a lot to control your energy, the where it goes, where you put it, who you fuck with, etc. It's like you do a lot of zen shit, I would say. Like you like you said, you cry. That's why I asked you that. You cry, you you'll purge yourself in other ways. Staying active, staying busy, being creative, writing, whatever. Right. But then you also walk around barefooted. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you you also like you also will write to get it to get it all off your chest. And, and right. you have you have ways of expressing yourself. People who do that yoga, mm. people who do that much work to center themselves, got some shit they suppressing. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> They suppressing a demon in that mother. It's an right. animal in there. Right, and that's what it is. <laughs> and that and, and see, that's the thing. I'm a monster. Right. Right. And, but that that's the thing. I'm Beauty and the Beast monster. I'm a monster, but I'm also like the most compassionate and, and also, right? It's the ultimate duality because I'm exceptional on both ends. I can make your life a living hell and I can make it as sweet as possible too. Right? And I'm great at both. <laughs> this has been an exceptional interview. Over and over. <laughs> no, I give us some No, sense. right? But I, I just think that that's why I always go. Like, people, I'm not tripping about the niggas that's doing all of this all day. Yeah, and yeah, it's always the dudes like, when a nigga hit you with the, when a nigga hit the with you, when a nigga hit you with the bet, it's like, well, what, what he mean? Right, <laughs> and that—that's exactly, like, what, bro. You don't know what you don't know, and that's the nasty that part because it's a nasty, right? I will make your life a living hell, right? And it's like, uh, it's a nasty energy to cultivate. It, it's not, it's not okay. With a smile on my face, I'm gonna right. read you something right? joyfully. Right. <laughs> keep, keep your little trash deal. Before I sign y'all, I'll overdose on Advil. Nigga, stop playing with me. Stop. Okay. So, I believe you. Okay, <laughs> um, and then actually, Godflow is low key one of my. That's one of my. That's yeah. like I think that is my favorite. That's Russell one song. of them. That's one of my favorite Larissa songs. I think. I think so. Faking all the streams. Shit. Sh uh, shit ain't, ain't what, what it, it seems. seems. Talent couldn't do it. Got y'all niggas, niggas making, making memes. memes. I feel like that was a shot. 
ain't gonna lie. I don't know who it was at. But I felt that's like that hilarious. Was, no, 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 he shooting. But I felt like it was like a beep beep, and then you out the window. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I was that's like, hilarious. It wasn't even like it wasn't like directed, but it was like, oh, that nigga. Okay, he all right. Bet niggas do be making. That was a right. I'm 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 a subtle <laughs> shot giver. It's like hove, you know. It's like I'm 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 definitely a subtle shot giver. But it don't even be a shot. It be me like, um. Just kind of seeing what's there, right? Like it's just Checking like the tree a little bit. I'm just sharing my perspective nah, on nigga. it. Fuck <laughs> <all that>. so, <laughs> so the thing is, think about intellectual people. See, I'm smart too. The thing about smart people is, you know, everything is very tactical, is very strategic, nigga. You post five times a day. All your shit is uniform. It got the little text on it. So listen, <laughs> I break your whole. Sh you got the. You got the little text on it, but the text go away as soon as you click the video because the text ain't really there. It's just the micro part of the video, <laughs> and then and, but it's just yeah. there for the grid profile, nigga. Yeah, yeah. So so so, <laughs> I'm not saying I didn't even I didn't watch that. I'm just saying just I I fuck with you. You analyzing right? I fuck exactly. With you. So when I hear bar, I, that ain't the only that's the only one I wrote down. But when I hear certain shit, I'm like oh. <laughs> right. <laughs> this oh, nigga. Yeah, I know right. What he did. Right. I know what he did. Ah, I'm on to you. Nigga, the ball ain't under neither one of them cups. Nigga, the ball he put it in his. It's something that's in his sleeve. Nigga. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So, so I, the reason why hey. I say that is because every time I hear something, like I hear, I hear. Um, a bar that you might say, even in certain freestyles, you got a couple off in the freestyles you did. Uh huh. I don't think that your bars be at a person per se. I think your bars usually is at an at a infrastructure. It be at it be at life, right? Right. This is what I experience, and I'm sharing what I experience. It's not at you personally, but you were behind the experience. So of course it's gonna come out personal. It's like you're the mascot for what I'm talking about. Exactly. Right, it right. happened to happen through you. I happened to get a fucked up deal through you. So yeah, you attached to it. If you wouldn't have gave me it, I wouldn't have this to rap about at all. I just be rapping what be happening in life. I just happened to go up to the 24th floor. That's what happened. I, as I'm in the elevator, I analyze like you. Yeah, I'm like, wow. Like all of everything sticks, and that's me constantly through life. I'm looking at everything. I'm analyzing everything. So shit, I'm I'm sure you'll hear a song where I'm like, nigga, in Adobe Atmos room. Like it's going to come, right? <laughs> that's just me naturally. It, I just yeah. I, I, I soak everything, and then when I'm in that state, to I'm journaling, right? The only difference is I share my journal publicly. Your journal stays in your room so niggas don't see all the shots you take. Wow. Right? Wow. My shit goes public. Right. <laughs> and they don't get to see it because your shit stay in the room, but mine's go public. So it's like, I'm just, I'm journaling. This is what these niggas did to me. <laughs> and I remember you, do, do you, I remember you speaking on like you, you had a chip on your shoulder at one point. Is it still there? Do you still feel like you got a chip on your shoulder? I think partially, but um, through my own doing. So it's not creative for the industry or people not fuck with yeah, you. Yeah, my chip now was like, it still has that that piece in it, but it's also like, it ain't got nothing to do with them niggas. Like them niggas, it ain't got nothing. They can't do nothing for me. They just at this point, it's just like, I just don't like what y'all be doing because I got to experience, right? I got to deal with it, and it's like, but it's really not even there. My chip is just like through life, I guess. Yeah, it's just like, 
I don't know what the fuck it is. <laughs> I don't know like, what the fuck it is. It That's what therapy is for. <laughs> what, what, do you, what do you do your best writing? Or ideas? What, what, what do they flow the, the best for you when it comes to creating music? Or the journals, as you would say? I think I do my best writing whenever I start writing. Just whenever. Whenever, yeah, wherever. Where, wherever I'm at with it. or in that, Yeah. Gotcha. What's no. the most random place you wrote a song? A lot of niggas say they wrote songs in the shower, on the, on the, toilet. the toilet. Yeah, I've done too. all of those. Um, has it gotten any weirder than that? No, yeah, that's that's usually... I've done all what of those. What song did you write in the shower? Um, Slippery Slope. That makes sense. <laughs> what, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't. I don't really write. I just like when I'm in a shower. I just the like idea. play with cadence, right? Melodies, cadences, and shit. What and, song um, did you write on the toilet? Hella, hella. Give me, give so, me like two songs what? you wrote on the toilet. Hella. <laughs> because what happens is I'll start writing. Like oh. if I'm at a crib and then I gotta go shit, and I have a thing like. I don't need to hear the beat. I have the beat in my head the whole time. So as I'm in a shower, even when I'm in a shower, like once I hear the beat, I can take it wherever with me and I could just write the verse the and finish it. Damn. Yeah. Damn. Shit, shit wild. How do you remember all that shit? Because that picture. He petty. Nah, photograph. Bro, I just saw right. She asked me earlier. She asked earlier. She said, where's Montana in a car? And I said, it's up north. And she was like, what's it by? And I was like, Idaho. And then I was like, how the fuck do I know that? So I looked at the map and Idaho's right next to Montana. I can remember in the same way I remember verses. If I see it for a glimpse, but when I rap in my head, when I forget shit, I just remember my notepad in my head and I could fucking get back to where I was supposed to be. The only reason why serious? I asked you that because I'm dead ass, that. nigga. All right, all right, all right. I remember we you mentioning see. how, like, as far as the sets, you, you like, you know, you, you ask the fans what they want to hear. You know what I'm And saying? I just do a random song. That's cool. Some songs that'd be like, Far, I haven't seen it in so long or heard it in it. And, and some of those I'll still get. We they have played some shit for 2018 and it's like, nigga, Are you what? Serious? Yeah. So you, you really have that photographic memory there. Mm, that nah, should be that. working. Hold on, let me see. What you, you gonna try to throw some on? How many niggas know Idaho is by Montana? I've never been to Montana or Idaho. <laughs> I've never been to neither. Oh, that's crazy. I thought you'd be. I've never been to oh, neither. Okay, well, that's, yeah, that's a little different. Oh, I'm going to leave you alone. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to let you live. I was laughing because I seen Wayne. Somebody was quoting Wayne's lyrics to Wayne, and Wayne didn't even know Wayne, that he was his lyrics. Yeah. So it was like, that's when my damn, how do you know that shit? Man, I, and I have hundreds of songs. So I, I mean, it's, just, it's usually picture. Like, if I can get that, that, that little glimpse, I, I'd, be, I'd be good. I can work through it. And it's muscle memory. Like, you know, after you do something so many times, like your body just kind of remembers it. Now, you you dropped 23 albums as of Come on. right now. It might be 24 Nebraska. now or 25. Omaha. Nebraska, I mean, 24, um, yeah, Omaha. Yep. Omaha, Omaha was. 20, that was the last 23. one, 24, 24, 23. One of those. That was 23. It's so many. I count, it's 23. Okay. So, um, how many albums? He <laughs> see, you don't know. I don't know where your photo at, nigga. Ah! I, I see a glimpse of shit. I just you. Hey man, see. when the photo album full, it be hard to keep count, nigga. Hey. Um, how many albums do you want in LaRusso's discography when it's over? I'm going for a hundred piece. Now nah, let me not say on camera, but niggas like he's gonna drop a hundred. But I got this thing in my head. I'm like, bro, Kobe went out with sixty, so. I'm gonna go out with 60. If I can get a hundred piece, I'm gonna get a hundred piece. Okay. So what do you want LaRussell's legacy to be overall? It don't have to be in music, just entrepreneur, independence. What do you want? I just wanna die a real nigga and give all the gain to my little niggas. 
Like that, that's literally all this is like, bro, I just want, it's like, man, the same, the same embracing grace that the world gave Nipsey is, is like, I feel like it's the, it's the energy that I want when I leave. It's like, bro, yeah, you did great work here. Go, go do your thing. You did great work. You, you feel me? Like you earned your keep here. And that's what it is for me. It's like, bro, I just, I want niggas to have good stories about me. And it's like, bro, he did good shit. He changed the game. He helped everybody who came into his life. He, he helped and improved. Like. Yeah, I do. I do. I do respect the fact you mentioned Nipsey. How the blueprint that he laid, I feel mm -hmm. like you you've proud taken it. You you've expanded upon it, and I I personally think he would be be proud for sure. Very, bro. It's like it's like um an iron, right? The very first iron was just steel, and then it grew, and the nigga added a steam button. Then it grew, and the nigga added a cable to plug it in. I took proud to pay, and I added a steam button and a cable and. I just was able to add on from his blueprint. He left something great. Do you, do you, that's fire. I like that. I like the iron analogy. That's the iron analogy. It's fire. It's a picture in his head. No, it's Come on. Picture you pictured the cord <laughs> and the butt. That nigga was like, <laughs> right? Yeah, because you use both. You but use see, both. But now it's a steamer, nigga. We don't need the iron. Ah, right. <laughs> right. Hey. I got it. But, but wow. what, is, what is the steamer derived from, right? It that's comes a, from. That's another extension of the iron. The blueprint. If you never made an iron, ain't no nigga would ever thought to make a steamer. Mm. Facts. Um, was like, oh, so you got a partnership with Russ. Yep. Shout out to, is this the project? It's a project, yep. Okay. Title? Of the project? It's not, it's not, it's not done yet. It's just what like. What about Russ squared? I don't understand. Don't, don't, don't even try. All right. Yeah. All that, right. You, all right, so look. <laughs> all right. You got aqueducts. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's say it. So you got, so you got the partnership with Russ. Mm -hmm. You got other stuff that you got collab albums and projects that you do with other people. Are there, give me three major label artists that you still, that you would like to work with. Cause you work with, you work with a lot of indie artists. Yeah. Matter of fact, shout out to P-Lo because I, P -Lo. I just want to shout out to P-Lo just cause P-Lo got the slaps. Straight out the, the me and P-Lo got one coming. For real? Yeah. We got one. Like, okay, I'm interested like in if y'all think again it's slapping, we got one. I, I, okay, because I'm interested in that. Yeah. Because I done told all these artists to work with P-Lo. All of them, and they Love won't do P -Lo. it. But anyway, um, you got these joint things, three artists that are on majors who you wouldn't mind fucking with or doing or collabing or working with. Cole, Kendrick, Drake. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, okay. In what order? Any it comes, whatever order it comes in, I'm not picky. No, no preference. Uh, yeah, whatever order it falls in. Do you? So that would be. A, so you wouldn't do it. You would do the collab album, or you would just want to do like a record. Um, because the the collab album is a thing now. Like everybody. Yeah, that's that's a, a different thing. I don't know. I I wouldn't decide. I w I couldn't decide that until I meet a nigga and it's like, oh, I like you. Like we we should do more work together. Yeah, that would be tough for me to determine uh, without knowing them. Gotcha. Do do major artists secretly hit you? Yes, you? <laughs> they don't do it secretly. Oh, they, oh, oh, <laughs> you feel no, me? No, like no. they just, but yeah, they they do, and um, and it's beautiful because they need help, right? And they're in a in a predicament where someone's supposed to help them, but they're not helping them, and they need help, right? So it's beautiful. They hit me, they hit T, um, and we helping, you know, as many as we can and where we can, we helping. What we like to always end with is the year can't end without. Russell doing what? What's what's on your the the vision board? What are you what are you trying selling to selling out the Oracle? We doing Oracle Arena. 
That's what we do this year. That's Fire. how we this gonna year. Close, we gonna close it out. Put this it on year. the map. Oracle Arena. Okay. Why not? Put it on the calendar. Give Why me a not? Month. It's on there. October for my birthday. Yep. I like that. Yeah, like that. we in there. Man, that's gonna be okay. I'm gonna come. I'm coming yeah, up for that. You have to. Yeah. I'm coming up. You for that. You have to. I'm bring. I'm gonna recreate the whole backyard on that bitch. That's oh fire. yeah. yeah. <laughs> so after you do the Oracle, what, like, I don't even like. What do you do after that? Like, go home and sit. <laughs> probably cry because it's not enough. And I'm like, what can I do next? Yeah, I'm not fulfilled. Yeah. <laughs> so it's chasing at that moment. It's like right? now, what's gonna be the next? Man, and thing? that's what it's been now. It's been like very hard to uh, find like fulfillment, right? right? Because um, nothing is unobtainable for me. I love that. Right. Do you feel real quick sidebar? Do you feel the same way about um, doing admin and publishing deals as you do about the music label, about the label deals? No, because those deals kind of though, kind of though, but not necessarily because those deals, um, unless it's co-pub, those deals usually don't they don't take your ownership, right? Like a, an admin deal is a great thing. Admin is kind of great because like right now I have Song Trust doing my admin. I paid them to do it. An admin deal is a nigga paying you for them to do the work that you paid the nigga to do. You feel me? So there's not really too many disadvantages there beyond term. Like if a nigga gets you early and you blow up, it's like, ah, well, you could have got a meal later. But it's like if it's good and it makes sense, it makes sense. Um, And I think record deals could be I know record deals could be a good thing. They just choose not to do a good thing. But it's because. um, They're doing business. Right. They're 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 doing business for for someone in the label. It's passion and it's love. They love music and it's a passion project. And then there's someone at the label who's like, bro, this is my company. This is my business. I don't give a fuck what, what you this is my company. I made this company to make money, not not because my passion and my love. Right. Some things are just for business and some things are like, I really love to do this. This is passion. Right. Uh, what? It, sorry. No, keep going. What? What? What is I need to know? Just last thing. What is the authentic Bay Area movie that tells y'all story and culture? Because I call 40, shout to Unk, shout to E40. Mm. I call Unk and I'm like, yo, I'm watching Minister Society. We got two. We got a few of them. We got yeah, Minister y'all got Society. A couple. We got Boys, Boys in the in Hood. hood. Yeah. Atlanta got a couple. They got ATL. Right. New York, they got Belly. They got New. Like, it's a whole. like. We don't have one. The Bay Area, I feel well, like y'all maybe, got a lot of culture. Maybe, um, the, I, I was just about to say the Mac. The Mac? Yeah, but we don't. but. Yeah, we don't have nothing. Um, Newer. Yeah. I would say the Mac. But even the Mac is like, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. So, like, I would like to see that. Me too. That that tells the Bay Area from a, from a culture standpoint. Even right. in even other movies that it's auxiliary. Like, we got Training Day what? and shit like that. Huh? I'm in it? What, oh. what movie? Oh, they just oh, filmed. Oh, that's works. not a movie. Oh, yeah, something yeah. That works. That's something in the works. Okay, but, but no, saying, I think we do need one of those cultural of movies. Definitely, like Friday is a cultural yeah. movie. We definitely need, and we I need like those movies that. in general back. Like we don't have, um, we be having good movies, but they be good and like. I'm not gonna say that. there'd be some great movies. I don't just leave it alone. <laughs> I'm just saying though, like we need that from the Bay. So right. like when you in these rooms and these positions, like we need that. I want to see it told from the lens of somebody from there. Right. The last time I asked somebody, and not not E4 didn't tell me Fruitvale Station, but Fruitvale Station is a very relative Bay movie. Like you can, 
there's people who experience that every day in life, right? right? Fubel was very connected, very, but it's also connected to like trauma, to deep trauma, Fact. which I guess all of them are. Minister Society yeah, and Boys is, in but the Hood, right? I just want to see it from a, a cultural standpoint. Music, Man. fashion, oh, lingo, yeah. like the neighborhoods, the like, I want to see that shit. Right. In, from a Bay Area stuff, cause right. y'all got a, we get our gate, we get a lot of our shit from y'all. Right. I say hella, like we, it's no, come on, y'all bruh. say bruh, yeah. like we get all our shit. A lot of our shit come from y'all. I so love it. They I just want to see that. <laughs> They'll be like, no, he don't. Fact. It's the truth. It is what it is. Nah, I mean, and that's the beautiful thing. Like everybody borrowed from everybody. Everybody, when you hear something that's fire, it's just fire. You feel me? Like I love New York's lingo. You feel me? Like just. All of us be saying op. That's Chicago lingo. When it's fire, it's fire. Nigga, it don't matter where it came from. Well, bro, we, we love what you represent. And, and I think it's it's bigger because when people see it, they can kind of build on what, what you're, the blueprint that you're putting down. So keep building. Keep doing your thing. We love what you represent. You always got a home here. You know what I'm saying? On. You official homegrown home. I love it. My Man, get your equipment to work so we can really... <laughs> It's different. It's different. Incredible. You this was great. Incredible. Homegrown radio, Chuck yeah. Dizzle, DJ Ed. We'll catch y'all next time. Come on, man. Shout out the cameraman. Who on the camera? PB. Come on, man. PB is we the nigga. We see you. <laughs>